Um, I'm going to spend some time this morning just picking up on some teaching that we've been um, looking at over the last few months in regards to the work of the Holy Spirit. And um, so let's pray. Father, we just give you thanks for all that you're doing in our lives, in our families, in our workplaces, of your kingdom breaking through and making Jesus famous. And so we just ask this morning you continue to equip and empower us as your people here at the Vineyard to be the people of the kingdom. And in Jesus' name we ask that you just empower us this morning to hear what it is that you want us to glean from the scriptures. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we've we've done all sorts of teaching on and um, equipping into tongues. I don't know. That's not me. No, that's next door. <laughs> that's good. That's the crew next door. So we've done all sorts of teaching and ministry time into the um, the gift of tongues. We've we've sat together. We've learned to listen to the Spirit together. We've learned to interpret what's happening as the Holy Spirit is speaking through others with the gift of tongues. We've learnt to corporately weigh prophecy together. We've picked up some tools on how do we do that when the Lord brings prophetic words. How do we weigh that? How do we go, hey, that's the Lord or that's last night's pizza and to figure out the difference. Uh, we've done that together. There's... Um, I, there's a little bit more I want to go on in down that track, not this morning, but I do want to talk about and teach into the discerning of spirits. Um, not every time someone's articulating stuff in the name of the Lord is actually the Lord. <laughs> Some of it's their own flesh and their own desires and their own passions leaking through. And sometimes it's um, demonic and sometimes it's the Holy Spirit. And that's why the scriptures talk about that we see in part, we prophesy in part, we hear in part. And that's why he gives also this wonderful grace called the discerning of spirits and to be able the distinguishing of spirits, to be able to go, hey, you know what? That is the Lord. That bit, leave that alone. But that bit, that's the Lord. Okay. And just because someone might um, prophesy in part or speak in part something of the Lord doesn't invalidate everything they're saying but with discernment we can go that bit that little sound bite there that that's the lord and we need to tap into that and we just let the rest go we take the good and we move forward so i'm gonna i'll teach into the discerning of spirits a little bit um in in over the next few weeks but this morning um, there's a there's a few things that I want to touch on, uh, and we're going to get to one is namely the 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 gift of um, spiritual gift of helps. That doesn't sound like much fun, but we'll unpack that in a minute. Um, but anyway, for those of you who are new here to the vineyard or um, wondering a little bit more about who we are as a people, this is kind of like when you when you go and play a go- round of golf. This is the golf bag. It's got all the clubs in it. You've got the putter for the little finesse. Work on the greens right through to the, the, big, the big dog, the driver, <laughs> so that you can drive that ball right down supposedly the middle of the fairway, a very long distance. But, um, but anyway, so this is like the golf kit or this is the bag of kingdom tools and that, that Vineyard Pine Rivers is about. And you'll see right there in the yellow is um, one of those aspects of who we are, which is exercising the gifts of the Holy Spirit. 
And so we want to equip everyone to, to be active in the work of the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, so let me just say that um, um, every, every part needs every part to play their part. Okay, hang on to that. Every part, every part needs to play their part. Um, and so to be the body of Jesus means that we all need to be participating in what Jesus is doing. Now, for those of you who know me, probably for the last 12, maybe a little bit longer, 18 months, I've been out um, running on a regular basis. Uh, and, um, and so every Saturday morning I get up at, at, at early hours and go running with people. And um, we do our five-kilometre run and we laugh at each other and we, we joke about, we do all the preamble. And the preamble before we run every Saturday morning is we list off all the injuries before we start or all of the excuses as to why we might not actually finish or, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then we actually go for it <laughs> So once we've got all that stuff out of the way. But one of the things I've learned is that if one part of my body is struggling, then my whole body struggles. Um, whether it's like my gut is like not enjoying the fact that I'm running because I did load up on too much pizza from the night before. Uh, and so, but, so when my, my gut is hurting while I'm running, all of a sudden my whole body feels it. And not just feels it, but mentally my brain starts to go, Oh, yeah, this is bad, man. This is not good. You've got to stop, stop, woo up, stop. You know, and so not only physically do I feel it when one part of my body's not right, but mentally I feel it as well. And also, then all, all of a sudden my emotions kick in. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. What am I doing this to myself for? And then I start to get emotionally engaged with the whole thing as well. So when one part of my body's not working, every part feels it. And it's the same with the body of Christ. It's the same with the local church and the big church. When I say big church, I mean like church universal. So when, the, when, when one part of the body's not working well, the whole body feels it. Or if one part of the body just decides, for example, you know, I'll get up to go for my run and my, my right hip will say to me, uh, listen, I'm just not, work I'm just not running today. <laughs> and then I, and then I find myself having a real battle to actually even just get dressed to go and run. And so when one part hurts, it all hurts. Same with the church. Often we have even in our own lives seasons in our own personal walk with Jesus where only one person is turning up for the relationship. I'll let you guess who that is all the, you know, but usually <laughs> the consistent one that keeps turning up is Jesus. Um, and so, but for whatever reason, we check out, we withdraw, we step back because part of us doesn't feel healthy enough to continue to keep engaging. Sometimes in our personal relationships, they don't flow as well or flourish in the way that we'd hoped. And so they you know, they degenerate. They degenerate into arguments. They degenerate into division. They degenerate into unforgiveness and more and more and more. But the point is that when one person or one part of the relationship disengages or moves back for whatever reason, the whole relationship suffers. 
This is, this is just relational dynamics and kingdom dynamics. And when it comes to the body of Christ, according to Paul, and we're going to read the scripture again in a minute, um, he calls each and every follower of Jesus a essential and vital part of the church, of the body of Christ, both local and big, big church. So um, if you do have your Bible, you might want to just get it ready in, in um, 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, and um, we're going to pick up there in about verse 27, I think it is in a minute. Yeah, verse 27. For Paul, though, just as I preface this, for Paul, he's inviting people as followers of Jesus to live from the understanding that not only are you important, you are functionally essential to the well-being of the life of a church. The body of Jesus is meant to be this healthy, dynamic, powerful vehicle of people expressing God's love and witness into the world so that the world looks at the body of Jesus and goes, that is something I want to belong to. That carries hope. That carries life. That that group carries freedom. I want, it, I want to... In, engage with that and participate in that but sometimes the church just like our physical bodies and our relationships are either injured or it's worn out or it's tired it's been assaulted and so it's not fully functional and the rest of the church feels it so let's just take for example that um, let's take for example vineyard pine rivers is not fully functional, not fully healthy. It's not, ha- it's not healthy and dynamic and powerful according to what the scripture would want us to be. Um, do, you know, you, do you know that that impacts the Anglican church and their life of witness in Strathpine? Do you realise that that impacts the Baptist church just across the highway here and their efforts to reach their community? Do you realise that that impacts the the, the body of believers out on the Redcliffe Peninsula in our greater region? There is an interconnectedness, there is a dynamic of the Spirit of God and the witness of God that the church in the local context would be healthy, strong, vibrant and dynamic because as we are, so too that has impact on the greater body of Jesus and the witness in our region, our nation in our world. Now, we've we've had amazing seasons here at the Vineyard, full of life, full of vigour as a local church, and even as a movement of churches in Australia, where things are just flourishing and going well, and there's lots of life happening, and people are getting to know Jesus, resources are flowing, people are um, putting their hands and heart to the plough. Um, and then we've also had incredible seasons of difficulty and assault from both spiritual tack and the brokenness of people from both within and from without. These are just the realities of doing life together, and particularly in the name of Jesus, where we've still got to learn who we truly are and the power of the message of the grace of God and the forgiveness of our sin in Jesus Christ and that we no longer look at each other as once we were, but we now look at each other through the reality of who Jesus is and we no longer hold each other account, held accountable for our sins 
towards each other, we rest and trust in Jesus because offence is no longer in our vocabulary. Where everything seems to flourish. Now, it's been my experience that I share with Paul. I also share it with Paul. and We're going to read it in this scripture in a minute. That body, life and ministry, being the church of Jesus together is a really amazing, challenging and fruitful. It's a demanding, it's a prayerful and it's a joyful experience and everything in between. And right now as a church, we as a local church are regaining our strength. It's been a a season of three to four years of incredible challenge, but we're beginning to see fruits of the Holy Spirit again, calling our hearts and lives to the truth that we are better together in Jesus. And it's a really powerful and joyful experience to see people putting their hands and their hearts to that truth, to being dynamic, active participants in the life and witness of Jesus. And my prayer is that we'll continue to grow and join in and participate with the kingdom life. You may remember at the beginning of the year, we said that the Lord was using um, the story of Jeremiah to remind us the fact that God had put a calling in Jeremiah's life and Jeremiah didn't like the fact that it was a calling that made life a bit tough on him and his circumstances. And he said, that's it, God, I'm going to shut my mouth. I'm not doing anything more. That's it. I'm done. Um, But then the reality of God in him was so powerful, the callings of God. Jeremiah said, it feels like my bones are on fire. And as much as I try to hold this and contain this, I just can't. I, I have to declare that God is king and, and, the, and the life and ministry of being a prophet in his context. And so he was. So grab your Bible, 1 Corinthians 12, 27. If you haven't got one, you can look up on the screen and it should be there. Yep, let's read this. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed first of all apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles and also those having gifts of healing, those able to help others and those with gifts of administration and those speaking in different tongues. Are all apostles, question mark, are all prophets, are all teachers, do all work miracles, do all have gifts of healing, do all speak in tongues, do all interpret but eagerly desire the greater gifts. Um, Now, Paul there, I just want to quickly pick up a couple of his exhortations. The first one is this. He makes a bold statement as to identity, who you are. When he says you, it's, it's you guys. It's not just you in isolation. It's you only find out who you are because you're living in the context of us. Okay, so he's making a statement of identity. You are the body of Christ, the people of the kingdom of God. Now, you may not feel like that, and that's fine. You may, not, you may want to argue with that, and that's fine too. But Paul is saying the moment we've accepted Christ and entered into the kingdom of God, you are now... By, by means of connectivity to Jesus associated with his people in the earth. You are part of his body. You are. He also says, 
not only is that your identity, but he also says that's where, that's the only place on planet Earth where we can overcome that nagging constant question of where do I fit in this life? Where do I belong? Belonging is also what Paul is declaring. So um, I just, I keep banging away at this with people. It's like people tell me they feel isolated or alone or not connected. I say, well, are you doing relationship with people in the body of Christ? Well, no. I say, well, just start there. Just start there. That's, that's the entry point and that is the ongoing point. But you belong, the collective us. And in, then he goes on to talk about structural life. Paul gives some functional understanding about what it means to be life together. And he's not using badges. He's not using um, badges and titles. He's talking functionally. Okay, and we'll talk about that in a second. But I also want to share with you the fact that um, this morning that gifts can grow. Let me just see where I'm up to here. Gifts can grow. I just want to touch on this first and then we'll talk about the, the gift of helps in particular. Actually, you know what? I'm going to back up a little bit. I'm going to go and talk about some structure. Let me, let me talk about some structure. Okay, let's have a look here. Now, this is only one list, one small limited list of um, gifts. In, and there's like a number of passages of Scripture that articulate wider lists and more detailed lists of gifts and functions in the body of Christ. This is just one, and so I'm just going to zero in on this little bit. Um, but you can see there that the, the idea is that that pointy arrow blue block is moving in this direction following Jesus. Okay, so Jesus is the head of the church, right? So Paul talks about Jesus is leading his church. Jesus is the head of the church. So now at the pointy end of that, at the pointy end of that, uh, Paul talks about God's gifted the church with these people called apostles, prophets, and teachers. Now, I'm not going to talk about their particular function, but then he goes on and he talks about workers of miracles, gifts of healing, gifts of help, gifts of administration, and those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Now, isn't it interesting? Now, this is written to a church that's hyper-spiritually active. These guys are tongue-speaking like off the charts, tongue speakers and Paul is helping to put some perspective into it's really I find it really interesting anyway that everyone wants to speak in tongues and yet Paul is saying not to the exclusion of the other gifts but just get it in order tongue speaking is good but you know what's more anointed and more powerful and more important things like the gifts of helps now the gifts of helps doesn't function either unless there's some good tongue speaking happening it's not to the exclusion of. It's as each part is doing its part, then we can all get on as the body of Christ. So um, Paul gives this little bit of um, infrastructure here. Um, so in, in terms of, you know, some of those, those functions are external. You can see them visibly. And some of them are internal. You don't see them so much visible, but without them, they're working. It's a bit like a watch, an old school watch. If you take the back off an old school watch, you've got all of these different size little cogs in there and systems in there. And one of the, one of the 
little cogs will be going like this. And then there's other big cogs that are just going to taking their time, but together they're all interconnected, they're all doing their part, and actually if you, if you didn't take the back off that watch, you would never even know that those cogs are in there doing that work. And yet on the outside of that, you've got the big hand and the little hand ticking away so that you can see the time. This is a bit what it's like. So on the pointy end of this thing called the people of Jesus, the body of Christ, there's these people who are like the big hand, the little hand, and the second hand, apostles, prophets, and teachers. They're on the outside doing all the, hey, here we are, and their job is to equip the church. They're the ones that are seen doing the equipping. Now, inside that and behind that, those guys only get to do their job because there's people that are doing works of miracles, gifts of healing, gifts of administration, gifts of help, and tongue speaking. And so when all of that's going on, the apostles, prophets, and teachers become these external gifts to the church, and not just to the local church, but to the big church as well. That's why we have characters around the place like um, who visited us many times over the years, guys like Robbie Dawkins. These guys are now at the pointy end of this thing called the body of Christ in the earth who are reaching and equipping the big church. And that's all because um, there's people in all these local churches who are working miracles, gifts of healing, gifts of helps, gifts of administration, and speaking in tongues. You're getting the point here. Robbie Dawkins couldn't be doing what Robbie Dawkins does unless you and I right here are following and working and giving ourselves to the work of the Holy Spirit and his gifts. He doesn't get to do what he gets to do without healthy local churches. It's the workings inside the watch. It's all those cogs coming together, doing their part, participating, moving in the works of the Spirit that then empowers and gives um, opportunity for the body, for these guys to do the work of the body of Christ. Um, now, some of these gifts are seen. It's a bit like the biggest organ in the body is our skin. It's seen. The stuff that feeds our body, its health and our skin, its well-being and so forth, is these internal realities. It's like, well, how's your blood pressure? How's your heart? Are your lungs operating well? All of these things that are inside the cover affect the well-being of our skin. This is what it's like in the body of Jesus. Some people play these I shouldn't say the word play, they function in the spirit where they are more seen and they're only seen because of what's unseen because those who are healthy in those areas of the life of the church give, give capacity and authority for those ones that are seen to do their life as a gift. Do you understand how this is all connected? This, this is, I really want to labour this point. It's very important that we understand this. So, and look at look at how Paul like lists that one, the gifts of helps, right there, smack in the middle of all of this thing. Um, now, helps is 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 a really um, interesting. It's 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 the only place actually in the scriptures where this particular word helps is used. There's other sort of words around through the scriptures that that 
intimate very closely like this word helps, like the word service and so forth. Um, but um, this is what helps looks like. Do you ever find yourself, uh, these are some questions and some observations that might help you to get a handle on what this, this is actually a spiritual gift. This is actually a spiritual gift. It's not a, it doesn't take a spiritual gift to walk up and go, look at that cup, it's been knocked over and it's spilled. I better go and find someone with the spiritual gifts of helps to pick it up so that no one slips over. That's not what we're talking about here. That's just common sense. You pick it up and you clean it up because you're concerned for the well-being of those around you, okay? Or, hey, we need that, we need that stack of chairs moved from there to the children's area or from the children's area into there. It doesn't take the spiritual gifts of helps to go, that's just a practical reality. I'm just going to do that, okay? That's not a spiritual. What, what we're talking about here is a spiritual gift. Do you ever find yourself... Um, aiding or giving assistance to others. It's kind of like it's one of the first things that you like to do. When you see someone else functioning in some activity kingdoms of kingdom life and service and you find yourself going, I want to go and help them do that. I want to give assistance to them to do what they're doing better. This is a spiritual gift. How do you, when you're looking at people around you and you start to all of a sudden, with the help of the Spirit, you find yourself in a conversation with God going, God, how can I help them? How can I help them? It's more than just, oh, they need help. If, you, if you're in that space of, oh, they need help, that's a good indicator you don't have that spiritual gift functioning on your life if you're just going, oh, they need help and on your way. But the ones, the ones that the Spirit is moving on and touching with this particular manifestation of the dancing hand of God, of the grace of God, is I see they need help. And then you start to put yourself in the picture as a means to helping them resolve their circumstance or situation. You start to put yourself in the picture. It's like, Lord, how would you use me to assist them to do what it is you've asked them to do? This is a spiritual gift. How can, I get, uh, how can I help them get their works of service done? What tools do they need and how can I get those tools to them? What are the things that I've been given that I can see that they would benefit from so that they could do their, do their kingdom service? I want to help them succeed. Um, or you actually... You know, in the course of assisting someone, you actually start to come alive. Um, and uh, when you assist others, become effective and empowered in their service. Um, or things like, I noticed that that person's really struggling and I want to help out. And it, it could be struggling in any area of their life. It could be they're struggling in their marriage. It could be they're struggling in their relationship with their children. It could be. St- They're struggling in their workplace to know how to honour their boss who continues to chide at them. It it could be they're struggling in the area of their personal finances and they're trying to figure out, God, how do I do this? Helps, the spiritual gift of helps, makes you attentive to all of those things going on in the people around you because you know 
And the reason why you're becoming attentive is because you're feeling the reality that things aren't functioning healthy and well for those around you. And you want to, by the grace of God, engage in a way that then helps them and flourishes them and grows them. Because you know, and this isn't a selfish kickback, but the kickback is that you yourself will be blessed in the process of that. You will find greater health and life in it for yourself as well. Um, one, um, 1 Peter 4.10 reads, Each of you should use whatever gift you've received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Now, Paul, Paul's on the pointy end. Remember our diagram? Paul's on the pointy end. And he's saying, guys, for me to be out on the pointy end doing what I'm doing out here to build the body of Christ in the earth, I, these people, these help people, these with the spirit of God on them that do this sort of kingdom living and life are essential and vital to the well-being of Paul being able to do his ministry and life and work. He's for them even as much as they are for him. Now, the other thing I want to just touch on this morning is that gifts grow. Gifts can grow. Wimber used to speak about it like this. He would talk about gifts can grow. He would say that usually what, what starts when we begin to move in the things of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we would start to be, for example, maybe for the first time you're praying for somebody and you have a word of wisdom for someone. It was like the other day, I was sitting in a car with some people. We were driving along and they were, they were just presenting to me um, a situation that they were going through. And it was like a, um, it was an organisational situation. Like, how do we do this? We're not sure about this. This is where we're struggling. And all of a sudden, I just, I just said, well, you know, as you're saying that, I'm reminded of someone who was, who, who was going through a similar situation and this is what they did. And I just offered it simply like that. And then they just went, that, that is what we've been waiting for. That is like the word, that, and one of them in the car said to me, that is a word of wisdom for us. Thank you, God. Now, I was just being present and I was waiting. And I was like, so, you know, we have a word of wisdom. It's like, gosh, I wonder what it would look like if I actually gave myself to the journey of the Lord teaching me more about words of wisdom. So we situationally find ourselves operating in gifts, which is great when we get together. The Spirit moves and touches one with this and one with that and one with this and one with that. But what would it look like if we actually then gave ourselves to the journey of going, you know what, the Holy Spirit's actually drawing me in now to a place of inquiry of what would this gift look like if it was given room to grow and breathe and develop? And how much more effective could it be as a gift for the body of Christ in my local church? Um, and so you begin to start like that. Well, you might have prayed for someone and then all of a sudden you saw God heal them and it spiked an interest in you of like more than the fact that the person was healed. But the fact that all of a sudden you found yourself going, I want to do that more. I want, to, I want to know what it would look like if I really pursued this journey with you, Jesus, 
down this line of healing. What would that look like? So Wimber would say we would start with this gift encounter, this grace encounter of the Holy Spirit, and then before you know it, you begin to move more functionally in a role of healing. And by that, he would mean you discover, all of a sudden, you start to, with the inquiring of the Holy Spirit, you discover and find yourself in more and more and more settings where the situation that is requiring of the kingdom is the very pursuit of the gift that you've been inquiring about. For example, healing or a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge or a prophetic utterance, whatever it is. But you find yourself in situation and it's more and more and more becoming, actually, you know what, I'm, I find myself functioning in this a lot more regularly. And it becomes like a role. You discover yourself in these situations more and more. And at the same time, people around you in the body of Christ start saying, hey, do you realize you're actually, you're actually doing this a lot? These days, can you see this about your own life? Can you see this is growing in you? So what's happening is the body of Christ is starting to affirm and call out what God is already beginning in you. See, we need the body of Christ to affirm and call out. That's the gift of the prophetic, to call out and give us vision for what the Father is beginning in us and growing in us. Role, And then what, you, what you'll discover is over time, Wimber would use this language. He would say that this gifting could then even go uh, to sort of a developed phase called a ministry. Now, by that, it literally means it's, it, it's like when anyone's in a conversation about, um, uh, let's say, um, the, the, the presenting need, might be um, a sore a, a sore spine, a spine, a spinal injury. That that somewhere along the way they'll have gone. You know what? You this this lady over here. Whenever she prays for people with sore spines, it's like wham! People get healed, and it's and people start to go. That person has a particular ministry. And it becomes just an even more accentuated work of the Spirit. And this begins to happen in people's lives. It's a spiritual gift that's affirmed, again, by the body. And then, you know, like some people have like this capacity to pray for, uh, I don't know if this is a spiritual gift or whatever, but pray for, um, well, I think it may may well be, but pray for... um, uh, financial release in people's situations. It's a gift of generosity and giving. And that, that, that people who have had difficulty in their circumstances financially, uh, after meeting with these people who have grown in this gifting and knowing of prayer and conversation and waiting on Lord, all of a sudden when those people pray, things get unlocked, all of a sudden resources flow, people come into greater measures of um, kingdom life and prosperity and so there's it's like uh, and and at the point it's at this point though where we need to understand that this is not to the exclusion of everybody else having a go at this just because someone has a ministry of this 
It doesn't mean when you turn up to someone who is having a situation, a circumstance, and you're the only Johnny on the spot, well, then you're the Johnny on the spot. And you say, come Holy Spirit. Okay? It's just that some people have taken the journey from this becoming a gifting to now they've matured it, they've grown in it, and they've taken a lot of time and investment in this to now have a ministry. Um, Now, again, this is not happening outside of the context of the people of Jesus. You can't have a ministry unto yourself. No. It's in the body of Christ. It's as the church is following Jesus. It's as we're following what Jesus is authoring and perfecting as we're going through the earth in this journey called the kingdom of God is advancing. And so it's in the context of the body of Jesus Christ that these ministries are affirmed and developed. Now, the last category is one that's a little bit more kind of like, I, got, I still got question marks over this one myself. I'm still not fully there in terms of where I land on this issue. But there's, there's this idea of an office. Wimber would talk about how an office would be like, well, it's developed to the point where the big church welcomes the equipping and the empowering of, that this gifting brings. So, for example, someone who's taken the journey in the healing ministry from the gifting phase through the role phase to the ministry phase, and probably you could, you know, you could say that they have developed this so well that now it's it's like they they are like an hold an office of like a healer is someone like Randy Clark, who is a gift to the whole body of Christ. And for him to be at that pointy end doing what he's doing, we need lots of workers of miracles in the local churches. And that's why he's running around all over the world equipping the body of Christ to heal the sick. It's not outside of the body of Christ. It's not he's over there. It's in the context of the church of Jesus. Is this making sense? Have you ever felt like God's actually called you and inquired of you and said, hey, would you follow me into this particular gifting and grace that I've placed on your life? Remember that time when you were praying for that person and then all of a sudden it spiked a, oh, I want to do that more, God. Have Have you allowed the Spirit to take you down that path of maturity and growing you up into the things of God? Or have you just left it at the phase of, of, of initial gracing. And that's, I mean, it's okay if you have. It's okay if you have, unless the Lord has said, I want to grow you in this gifting and you've just put out a flat out no to him, then you've got some, you've got some heart work to do. <laughs> you've got some attitudinal work to do. But this gift of helps, helps is a very powerful tool. And, and, and there's a whole bunch. If you've got Romans 16, let me just quickly read a list of people who, see, we never, even, we never really get to Romans 16. We never get to the back end of these stories. We're always caught up in the action of the front line. Well, the action of the front line is awesome. But those guys only get to do the awesome pointy end stuff 
in following the kingdom advancing in the earth because there's this massive list of people in Romans 16 who are at the local level inside the watch doing all that little cog work to make sure that these guys can be free to do what God's called them to do. Um, let, me, let me just read it to you. I've, I've point form there, but I want to read it to you. It sounds better as it's read. Romans 16, Paul says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church of Centuria. Phoebe. What is Paul doing there? He's commending her to the people of the kingdom because she's a servant. She's a helper. She's a one who has given herself to serving what God is doing at the local level. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been a great help to many. I love how the scriptures are affirming this this grace, this calling, this gifting of of the Spirit. He says, including to me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my fellow workers in Christ Jesus. They've risked their lives for me, but not only for me, but for all of the churches of the Gentiles that are grateful for them. Priscilla and Aquila, servants, workers, Paul calls them. Um, Going on a bit further, uh, greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Epinetus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. I love this one. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Mary. These people are workers of the kingdom. They are servant helpers of the kingdom. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my relatives, who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Now, there is legitimate understanding that Junius is a woman, a woman apostle. Greet Amphilatus, whom I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our fellow worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachys, Um, so on and so on and so on. But uh, verse 12, greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. This this is what, when when the Spirit of God is on a people, and this, this gift of helps comes upon a people. This is why Paul is take, making point to say, make sure you greet them. Make sure you give, welcome them with great honour. Make sure you bless them. Make sure you give them a holy kiss. Make sure you let them know I'm sending my love. Because he knows he can't do what he's meant to do without them doing what they're doing. Lots and lots in that stuff. In the body of Christ, Paul is encouraging everyone to be everyone under the grace of God so that the ministry of Jesus and the work of God can grow and expand with the advancing edge of the kingdom of God. Apostles, prophets and teachers are in need of the helpers and the helpers are in need of the apostles, prophets and teachers. Let me do that little diagram there. 
Now, there's many people that through the years have decided, I'm going to dunk myself and baptise myself in my own conviction and stand in front of you and tell you I'm an apostle of God. And it sounds like a clanging gong because it hasn't come out of the life of the fellowship of believers, the body of Christ. The reason why we can give our affirmations and affections to those who are on a regional, national, global scale equipping the body of Christ is because we've, we've taken the time to work hard in relationship with them because they are of us and we can give our affirmation and affections to that. And that takes time. And that takes a lot of investment and that takes a lot of love and a lot of, hey, I think we made a mess of that, but that's okay, let's try again. Apostolic types need tongue speakers and tongue speakers need apostolic voices. I can talk more about into what the roles of apostles and prophets and teachers are at another time and I'll do that. But my point this morning is this, we as the body of Jesus, need all of this going on all of the time so that we can all do what God's called us to do so that Jesus gets the glory, his kingdom advances, and his church is prospered and flourishing. Really, it's a big call out of isolation and individual living and thinking, isn't it? It's really a call to come out of that and into the body of Christ and into the body of Christ. This morning, let's finish with this. I think the Lord is, um, for some of us here in the room, the Lord is calling us into a renewed journey of growing in the gifts of his spirit. Now, there's some of you in the room here who have sought the Lord, and the Lord has heard you, and the Lord has called you, And for whatever reason, we've resisted that, like Jeremiah. We said, no, (laughs) no, for fear of what we think might come with that. So there's some of us who have heard the Lord and we've said no to this gifting. For some of us, we're in a brand new season with the Holy Spirit, never, ever been there before And we're hearing the Lord saying, I want to grow this grace in you. I want want to draw you deeper into the things and the effects and the power and the life of my spirit as a gift to the people of Jesus, both here and further abroad. For some of you, as we were listing out that activity base and thinking base of the the spiritual gifts of helps, all of a sudden, for the first time, you went, that's me. That's good. And we want to affirm that and fan that into flame. And the, uh, the last one I'll, I'll, I'll pick up on is, uh, is this. If you, were, if you weren't here last weekend, there was an amazing testimony that was shared. There was two, two really awesome testimonies, but there was an amazing one that was shared. And I think everyone, well, I, 
I think, I shouldn't say everyone, I think many of us missed what was on the front end of that testimony. Craig Rolls snuck this fantastic testimony in last Sunday morning and on the front end of that testimony, he started with this message about tithing. And I'm just like, where's he going with this? And he just started to talk about how God, in, in, in his journey with Jesus, invited him to discover a new place of financial freedom and generosity towards God and God's kingdom works. And it was just it was a it was a just a wonderful testimony. And it was only this little few minutes on the front end of what was the testimony. But I I caught it. I caught it. And and the reason why I caught it is because I think God was inviting people who, are, who struggle with the area of finance to come into a new space with God. And I think Craig, if I can use him as an illustration and as an example, because I'm going to, I think Craig actually has on his life a gift of giving and generosity. And I think it's in that gift role phase. And I think if we were brave enough to honour that, what God is doing there, that would release more of his kingdom and blessing to his people to be freer and freed up in their generosity of giving as well. So I, that's, that's another area I, thought like, I felt like the Holy Spirit this morning said, I want you to zero in on this one. I was like, okay, we, we can go there. Let's do that. Now, I also have here a list of um, healing issues, but we're going to come to that after we go through this stuff here. So firstly, um, let's go with B. As you were listening to that before this morning, that list of things about the work of the gift of helps, and you were going, oh, that makes sense. That's me. And yes, I can see that evidently in my life. Can you just like, and you want us... Well, I think the Lord wants to fan that and increase that so that you can be an even greater effect and blessing to the body of Jesus. If that's you, can you just pop your hand up for me? Just, okay, a couple of you here. Okay, awesome. Well, can you just stand up for me for a minute too while you're there? We're just going to pray. We're just going to pray. We're just going to ask the Holy Spirit just to fan that into flame. See, we don't get to, I don't get to teach unless you guys are helping. I, I, I don't get, I, I, you know, the worship guys don't get to worship unless leadership, unless you help, you know, you're doing that thing in the spirit. So let's pray for you. Just close your eyes, put your hands out in front of you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for this gift called helps to assist, to be aware of, to want to empower and encourage others in their journey in Jesus and the things of the Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask now that you just fan this gifting and increase it, I pray, Lord. Increase it. Give it greater effect. I pray that it would be earthed with greater power in the name of Jesus. Some of you just near these folk, can you just, just reach out and place your hand to them? As the body of Jesus, as the people of Jesus, what we're doing is we're just reaching towards you now. We are partnering 
with what the Spirit is doing. That's it. Just pop your hands on them. That's the way. We're partnering. And what we're doing by partnering with what the Spirit is doing, we're honouring the Spirit upon you. But we're also honouring your willingness to say, yes, Lord. And so we honour you in the name of Jesus this morning with this gifting of helps. And we ask that it would be increased and multiplied and increased and multiplied by the power of the Spirit upon you and through you and through you in the name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit, more. We just we affirm the work of God on your life and we call it into greater effect in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Just quicken their hearts to this work, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, just while those folk are praying, I want to go on to point C, this gift of giving generously. I mean, you may feel like, I guess the best way to say it is like, man, I just... I struggle with the whole thing and I just like, oh, it's never easy and it doesn't flow. And I, to be honest, I get depressed about it all or even like, ah, I, don't, I can't figure it. But I want to. But I want to for the sake of the Lord's name. I want to. If that's for you, can you just pop your hands up? Because we want to pray about this. <laughs> Craig, awesome. Good on you, man. Stand up. Why don't you just stand up? This is about giving generously. And I love how the scriptures talk about excelling in this. It's one of the few times that word excel. We want to we use that word for a lot of th- other things, but the scriptures actually talk about excelling in our financial generosity. Okay? Those of you who are standing, let's pray for you. Father God, I thank you for your spirit upon those that are just standing now in this whole area of finance and giving and generosity towards the work of your kingdom in the local church. Thank you for your spirit upon your people that want to excel in this gift of giving. We just ask for a release now, Lord, that you would just bring increase that this would, this would not just be a, a faint sense of circumstantial visitation, but you would now, Lord, bring them into the journey of maturity where this will go from like being like just a, a gifting for a situation to more of that role and life ministry and story of Jesus so that the end of their time, they can clearly say, My story is one of the generosity of God in regards to finances and that it would be a blessing and a testimony to the world of Jesus, of Jesus. And it would be a blessing and a testimony in the context of the local church. Come, Holy Spirit, just fan that gifting. Fan that gifting. Thank you for the... Now, folks, again, I just need some people around them just to... Just to put your hand to what God's doing just there. There's a few there. I just need a few more around those that are standing up. Because what again, what we're doing is we're saying, you're not in this alone. You're not in this alone. We are the body of Christ. 
We're in it together. And we want to see you grow and prosper in these gifts, in this gifting. Okay, just a few more. There's just, just behind you there, um, Oli, if you could just reach around there. Thanks. Just there. That's it. Awesome. Melvin, can you just reach and touch Nicholas there too? Great. Now, some, the Bruce is in the sound desk getting ministered to by the Holy Spirit big time there. Can I just have someone just go and reach out and touch Bruce just there? Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's it, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. Now, Father, we bless and affirm what you're doing in these people's lives with this gift of giving and, and generosity of finance. We bless them in this journey, Lord, with you. We bless them. We ask that you would just increase this reality in their life, increase the conversation, increase the effectiveness of it all, Lord, as a gift to others as well as to themselves, Lord. We bless and we honour you guys for the courage that you're saying in this moment of saying, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I want to grow in this for your name's sake. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. And I pray, Lord, that you would give them an even greater understanding of the, the power that is being released in your name into the reaches of the, of the region because of their willingness to be obedient to you here at this local local level we're just saying yes lord and i bless you to excel in the name of jesus in this grace of giving i bless you in jesus name in jesus name and just the last one there while we're while we're praying praying for you folk some of you this morning of like you're just feeling like you've 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 commenced the journey of like, yeah, I experienced the gifting and then it started to grow and then it was like the, it got a bit heated and a bit hard and I've just like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I've just like, whoa, hang on. Hey, God's calling you. This is who you are in him. This is who you are in him. If that if that's you, you've kind of like been going, whoa, 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 whoa. I just – and – this morning, the Holy Spirit's inviting you to grow, grow, grow in this. Why don't you just, why don't you just stand up where you are? Because we want to pray for you this morning. We just want to pray for you. God bless you. That's it. Thanks, guys. That's it. Lord, we're just, we're just being real honest with you in this moment really honest and we're just bringing to you our reticence and our reservations and our just we're bringing to you our no and we're asking lord that in your mercy you would just you just just come and lift that no off us and that you would now help us to Welcome the yes, Lord, of your spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, more. Come more. Come more. That's it, more, Lord. This isn't just meant to be a, 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 
a grace for a, for a circumstance. This is the Spirit is calling you into a life of following Jesus through these gifts. Again, folks, just can I just get a few folks just to reach around? You might just need to get out of your chair and just place your hand to these folk that are standing and just bless them. Bless them. Just bless them. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just bless them. Bless them. Thank you for what you're doing in them, God. More. More, Lord. And I pray that over the next days and weeks, Lord, that yes, you would begin to speak of um, vision and and picture and uh, pictures and um, vehicles, creative vehicles that you're just developing for them to be able to express this yes to you, this sense of growth in the gifts of the Spirit. Lord, bless them in that, I pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We honour you. We say, we, we just honour those of you who are standing this morning. We honour your courage to say yes to the Lord. And we thank you that you are. Because without you saying yes, we all, we, 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 we're, we're poorer for it. So we see your yes and we say thank you. Because not only are you edifying your relationship with the Lord, you're blessing us today. You are blessing us today. And we say thank you. We say thank you. We say thank you. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you. For those of you who are praying for those folk, if you do have a word or a picture, just share it with them. Um, and I'm just going to read, read out this list of um, things for healing or prayer this morning that the team, so the team, they were back in the back office there this morning, you know, all those little cogs working away in there. Um, someone is healing for an eye condition that's causing difficulty in seeing. It's a